Welcome back, pinball nerds, to your podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and today for episode 105, we're going to be talking about Highway Pinball's Angry Birds Pinball Pitch. So I think this is really cool that this was released. I have no clue how This Week in Pinball got their hands on it, but thanks for getting it and posting it. They not only posted the story explaining that there was actually a pitch from Highway Pinball uh, to get an Angry Birds Angry Birds pinball machine and how it was declined, um, but they also actually show if you if, if you, you click through and you go look, they're actually showing what some of I guess you know what the mini little posters would have been or looked like. Um, I'm assuming this was kind of like an advertisement for it. Maybe this is just for the I don't know who they were pitching this to. That maybe the people who have the rights for Angry Birds. I'm guessing. Um, I'm really glad it wasn't made for several reasons. The pinball machine itself, although kind of innovative because because there is a screen right in the middle, and there is these kind of neat things that pop up sort of like in Circus Voltaire um, when the ringleader pops up there with his head on it. There's kind of like these pop-up bumpers that do that. Um, and there's even one right in the middle between the flippers, which is kind of neat. But... Just overall, the machine does not look like it would have been a big winner. And the thing is, now that we know that we're past Angry Birds, Angry Birds was big for about a year and a half, and now it's completely just a goner. You know by the year 2020, there'll be younger kids coming up going, uh, what's Angry Birds? Like, just no one would remember what Angry Birds was. We're forever going to know, like, popular movie franchises, we're forever going to know those. Um, now that being said, this is kind of funny. Uh, my very first pinball machine I ever got was Meteor and I owned Meteor and I didn't know until after I owned it for several months that Meteor was even a movie. I just thought it was a cool pinball theme about outer space. By the way, Adam, I am going to be buying back that Meteor. So don't, uh, I think Adam's at my, but I sold it to my buddy about a year and a half ago and, uh, He's probably going to be getting sick of it around now because, you know, that happens after a year or two of having a pinball machine. So I'm hoping he will sell it back to me. I know I have the first rights to get it back. So we will see if I'm able to do that or not. Um, but yeah, I had no clue. And I think, was Sean Connery in that movie? I don't know. Stop what you're doing right now. Pause this podcast. Go to YouTube. Look up Meteor the Movie trailer and watch it because it's funny. But I, I forget who's in it. Might have been Sean Connery. I'm Sean Connery. Okay, so going back to Angry Birds, I'm very glad it wasn't released because it, it was way, way too much of a trend for it to be, you know, successful in the long term. Second of all, I don't know, making the theme of a pinball machine about a video game, I don't know. They tried to do that with Super Mario Brothers, and for the record, I love Nintendo. I love retro games. A good buddy, Eric and uh, Eric Norwood and I are actually going to be doing a retro gaming pinball podcast review. We're waiting for uh, a couple more of the the games to come in. I'm not sure if we're going to do it as like segments or like as several segments, but of course we're going to do Pinbot, but more importantly, we're going to do all the weird, strange, like this man hat owns like Intellivision, Atari, um, Commodore 64. He owns like every video game system known to man. And almost every pinball uh, game that I would say that was pre-PlayStation 1, he, he kind of has. So we're going to be doing a whole um, thing on that in the future, so watch out for that. 
But going back to Highway Pinball's unsuccessful, thank God, um, Angry Birds, I have talked about in the past, my son Owen, um, who's 10 years old, uh, who has his pulse on what's cool on the in the world, was on the podcast. It's actually show number 11. I just took a little listen to it. And even though it's from a couple months ago, you can tell he's younger because his voice even sounds uh, a, a little higher in it, So which was kind of funny, I found. But Angry, uh, um, sorry, Owen has confirmed with me that he doesn't think Angry Birds, although would have been a big hit back at the time, and he was a big Angry Birds fan. So, it you know, at this point, even just looking at the machine, he even knew just it kind of would have like there just wasn't enough going on to keep pinballers or collectors interested and even at this point operators would be losing money on it so i'm really glad they didn't get the rights to do this i hope no one gets the rights to do this uh it shouldn't be made however in episode 11 my son owen joined me and we counted down the top five he consulted with me on all of them i made a big list and then he even came up with a few of his own and we consulted back and forth. That was one of my favorite interviews to ever do. And we talked about the top five pinball machines that if they were made or manufactured, and maybe the rights were impossible to get for these. I don't know. I'm not sure how that works. I don't work for Stern or Jersey Jack or Deep Root, right? Or American Pinball. Um, I definitely don't work at Highway or Dutch. And uh, I know there's some more. There's There's so many. I'm going to do a podcast which is like, the top 10 new and upcoming like pinball manufacturing companies. Cause there's a lot, there's a lot coming up. Even great lakes pinball. I have to at least give a mini shout out. I haven't heard too much about them, but they're going to be on a podcast coming up in the next week or two. I forget which one, but um, anyways, yeah, there's just so many, so many popping up. So the one that Owen and I both agreed, and I will give you a little bit of a preview from that, that episode, the one that Owen and I both agreed was Stranger Things. We thought that Stranger Things would be, like, I remember our entire family watching that, you know, my 10-year-old son, my 14-year-old son, uh, Hayden and Owen, and my wife, Danielle, and I all were sitting down watching this, and we all loved it. We all couldn't stop watching it. It's probably the only TV show that I can remember in a long time that we all enjoyed. Of course, like at Christmas time, we're going to watch like um, uh, Griswold's Family Christmas or Christmas Vacation, right? Something like that we can all enjoy. But I mean like that it was a show that all of us genuinely couldn't wait to watch the next one. And we really were into. And I think if there was a, a Stranger uh, Things pinball machine, that operators would do fantastic. Uh, I just think you would see, if you're a big Stranger Things fan, and even if you've never even played pinball before, I think that that would draw you in enough to literally say, that's it, I have to play this game. I have to hear the callouts. I have to see what's going on and what, what's going what's gonna to happen. I want to see this. So, hey, as far as I know, a pinball manufacturer's already got the rights. If they haven't, a pinball company should be trying because I think that would be huge. But I also listed four more on there that I think really could help draw young people in. And if we don't draw young people into pinball, there's not going to be any pinball for the future. And I feel like maybe part of the reason why we did get down to only one pinball company in 2000 is because for about two decades or maybe perhaps longer, uh, we were not specifically thinking about and remembering to bring in younger players to pinball. That being said, most of it was simply that arcades were vanishing. So 
Anyways, guys, thanks so much for listening to your fifth favorite podcast. And until next time, remember to eat, sleep, breathe, thimble.